Hey, you like cars? Well, so do I. Take a seat real quick. You're listening to Car Quicks. Back again. Third episode. It's your host, Car Quicks, Cameron. I'm glad I'm I'm sticking to my guns. I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna do it. So we're here today. This might be a little bit of a shorter one because I didn't. I just kind of have just kind of a funny thing that was just revealed when it comes to uh, cars this weekend, this week. This is a big week for the aftermarket because your Tokyo Auto Salon is going on right now. So if you're big into the JDM scene, body kits, carbon fiber, car parts, wheels, builds, wide bodies. I mean, one day I'm going to go to the show. I'm going to get to the show. That's a guarantee. That's a bucket list thing that has to happen before I leave this earth. And I'm going to be there. So I'm going to shoot for like next year because it's it's going to happen. And so regardless, this this pod, this episode is titled Nissan, when are we going to get a new GTR? Because <laughs> what they revealed at the Tokyo Auto Salon, and I know some people are going to say, it wasn't a new one. It was called the R35 for a reason. It's not the R36. Let me tell you something. Nissan has been playing around with the same design for 16 years. I don't even know. I don't even know how we're going to begin this because it's it's almost hilarious. So Tokyo Auto Salon is going on. Nissan's been talking, been running around with the GTR, hinting at revealing one. Now, let's just say maybe we jumped the gun in thinking that it was going to be a completely redesigned car. But when you're talking about something that debuted in 2008, 2009, and it's 2023, I mean, at the very least, at the very least, you should anticipate people's expectations being that of a new car or something very similar. I don't think that we're out of touch with the idea that we want something that is brand new, but this car is so long in tooth and let, let, let's just get let me just get out the accolades you know you know what they say like no disrespect or let me just get some props first we already know that the car is going to drive great the nissan gtr was kind of like a technological tour de force because it was actually kind of big heavy but it performed and moved like half its weight and that was always the thing about the reviews was that the car drove and felt and handled like it weighed much less. The transmission was fast. The engine was fast. It was pretty much, you know, underrated. It was much faster than a lot of things for like half the price. But now the GTR has kind of crept into the $100,000, $200,000 range when you get into the Nismo ones. And now when you start looking at the field of cars in that price bracket and kind of thinking of like, Porsches or Lotus Emira, you know, cars like that. I mean, it starts to look a little 
dated. And I'm saying stars to give it a benefit of the doubt or just give it a little bit of leeway, but let's be real here. It's dated. If you look at the interior of the GTR now, the 2009 one, save for redesigned seats and steering wheels, the dashboard and the overall design of the car is identical. And when you're looking at manufacturers like Porsche, who have essentially made brand new cars this entire time that Nissan's been running with the same design, it really looks bad. I'm not saying that Porsches don't all inherently look like they've evolved from their predecessor. But you still can see where they're going. You can see a future design. You can see the lineage. But Nissan essentially just said, y'all getting a bunch of facelifts and be happy. Now, if you kind of pull back a bit and think about who Nissan is and the lineup they have, I can't really fault them in a way, right? If you think about all the other manufacturers and what they're selling and how much they're selling them of... So let's just kind of take something common, SUV, right? The Nissan Pathfinder is nowhere near the sales of like a Highlander, a Honda Pilot, probably not even a Chevy Equinox. You're talking about some of the biggest sellers in the SUV crossover market. And the Pathfinder, while it looks decent, they just did a recent redesign to give it a more edgy kind of futuristic look. It, it doesn't sell the same way. I, it's not even ranked with the reliability that people have in their mind when it comes to Toyotas and Hondas. Then when you get to the cars, it's it's really sad. Like, they have the Nissan Altima, the Maxima. We already know the Altima jokes. Like, people say people's Altimas drive reckless. And honestly, that joke really be coming to fruition when you're in the streets. Almost, these Altimas be beat up. But the Maxima isn't the maximum of yesteryear shout out to my friend elliot he got the classic maxima but there isn't we're not at that stage where the maxima was a four-door sports car the car people had in like music videos and they're like man the black on black maxima now it's they try to make it extremely aggressive very gtr ish but it just doesn't really flow it's definitely not outselling a honda accord it's not selling the toyota not selling the toyota camry it's not selling outselling hyundai elantras or you know any of the other manufacturers that are making sedans that people are going after it's not outselling those so nissan's lineup especially when you see cars like the nissan kicks which is <laughs> your know, nissan kicks is about the wackest name I've, of any car kicks and i know they wanted to make a youthful and you know be, you know something that the kids would buy they're not buying that. That's, I'm straight up. We're not buying that. You got the Nissan Rogue. I rented one of those. It's okay at best. The CVT transmission that is in Nissan's is not rated very high. Most people say that it's an only an okay transmission. So we're talking about a company who's, I don't even, really, I feel like they're, they're best known for their, their past and they're best known for the current GTR, If you, if, in my opinion. Most people that know Nissan in my age range or the people that are into cars are because of the R32s, the R33s, the R34s, the Nissan Silvias, the, you know, drifting, the aftermarket. It's the 300ZX. Oh, and then they have the new Nissan Z. I'm going to give them that. The Nissan, I almost forgot that. I don't even know how. The, the new Nissan Z, which is many people feel facelifted 300, the 370Z. 
which it's a little bit more than that. But outside of the Nissan Z, you don't really hear about Nissan kind of at the forefront of certain things. At the beginning, when they had the Nissan Titan truck, it was kind of making some waves because I remember being younger when it first came out that I knew a few people that bought a Nissan Titan. And it was to be the alternative to the American truck, similar to the Toyota Tundra. But I, it never really caught on like that, not from what I can see. There is one of the Nissan trucks that is actually very good, but it's very, it's priced very high. And that's the Nissan Armada. The Armada is, base, is basically a Pajero for the American market. And it's ultimately a very good truck SUV. But, I mean, the price tag is so high. I mean, who really wants to go to Nissan and say, let me get a $60,000, $70,000 SUV? That's just not their market. Their market is Nissan Versa's, Altima, Sentra's. That's their main bread and butter. None of those cars are really interesting, not even in the scope of the commodity cars. If you were to tell me to buy a car to get from point A to B, I'm not. I'm going to get a Honda Civic. I'll go get a Hyundai Elantra. I don't want a Sentra, and I don't want a Versa. I just, they just don't have, they're not even, to me, appealing from a commodity standpoint. So Nissan in general, I feel like if they're making any money, I'm assuming it's coming from the Nissan Z, the GTR, those commodity cars, the ones that they're selling, because there's so many. I do see a lot of Nissan Altimas on the road, but I kind of feel like that's because Nissan just gives a deal on them. And there was reports many years ago about how Nissan was just basically approving any and everybody that walked in the front door to give them a car. So maybe that has some bearing. Maybe it doesn't. I just feel like they're they're holding on to strings here. But to get to the, the other point of it is that the GTR is the best thing that Nissan has done for their brand to be the halo alongside of the Z. The Z, they haven't really lost any footing with that. They have kept up with everything. The aftermarket has definitely kept up with it. At the Tokyo Auto Salon right now, the new Nissan Z is pretty much like the car of the show. Plenty of wide body kits. The Pandem Rocket Bunny kit looks absolutely ridiculous on that car. HKS has a body kit on it. Cusco had a car in there. Barris Japan has one of their kits for the car. Everything looks, I mean... It's all looking fire. So the aftermarket for the Nissan Z is alive and well. And so the people that are buying into that car, they know exactly what they're going to get into, and they're going to be perfectly happy with the outcome of it. But really, I'm kind of here, and this this episode is kind of like a joking manner about the, <laughs> the R35 because it's the same car. It's the same car. It's the same car from 2009 12, 11, 10, 16, 17, 18, 19, and here we are in 2023. And they took off the cover, and I'm like, yo, that is the same thing that I just saw two years ago. What what are we doing here? Like, what is the point of all this? And so because of that, I've been... I've been just looking at it online and everybody's been saying the same thing. They're like, yo, Nissan, can we please get something that's brand new and fresh? And maybe they're waiting for the next wave of things. But I kind of think that they're doing this because whatever the next iteration of the Nissan GTR is, it's going to be so drastically different than now. It's definitely going to be probably hybrid powered. 
the price tag is going to go even further up. So we're talking about a hundred, one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand starting. Unless maybe they, who knows? Maybe they come down in price. Maybe they're like, hey, we need to actually be in the seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollar range or even lower to kind of be a step up from the Nissan Z and not have this giant, you know, chasm between the two cars where we don't have anybody that's upgrading to something that we have on the lot that's even faster or better. But I just find hilarious how they took off the cover and they were like, yo, the new 2024 GTR. People are clapping and cheering. I'm like, hey, guys, that car is identical to the last one that we have. If you're currently driving a GTR, the new one looks like your car. This is probably the first time in many where if you were looking to buy a GTR or if that was something that was in your price bracket or something that was that you were looking to do, you might as well just save your money. And go buy an older one because you're not losing any ground to the new one. It's not like buying a 370Z and the Nissan Z is out now. I mean, that's a drastic change. You'll see the new one and say, oh, man, mine doesn't look like that. The interior is different. Yeah, the engine and certain bits and pieces might have been pulled from the Infiniti Q60S. But that was a good car. So it's not like it wasn't usable. It's not like something that isn't an upgrade from the Z of past. But then the 350Z is considered a classic. I mean, it looks clean. It's well-known. Many people are using them now for drifting or autocross or just to be project cars. So going back in time for a car like that, and especially if you start talking about the GTR, all the money being spent now is on the old GTRs. People want 33s, 32s, and 34s. That is what they want. And they're spending real life r35 money on r34s and that kind of shows you how while the r35 has a very big following especially for the fact that the aftermarket has turned it into a monster like you can add plenty of boltons turbo kits intercoolers downpipes all these things tune it e85 and it become a becomes a raging beast that was from before where it talked about how it was you know performing higher than many people assumed especially for the size of it and the weight of it it just performed at a higher level it's just time for a new one it's just time it's been long enough i mean when you're talking about other manufacturers have released redesigned and brand new cars of the same car while you've been busy doing the same thing and just doing facelifts it's like man to me the writing's on the wall There's no budget to make a brand new GTR, not in this iteration and not at this time. I feel like it's really going to be all electric or something like that, where they're like, we're not touching this again. We're not making another motor. This motor that we spent the 20, the twin turbo V6, the V, I forgot the engine name, the VG35 DETT, something like that. But they're not making another one and i don't necessarily blame them i understand how expensive it is to make a motor but that's what it looks like to me especially when you take off the cover at a at a huge auto show like tokyo auto salon and all we see is a facelift and they're like hey we modernized it some people like oh looks more like a r34 now i'm like yo stop lying to yourself this thing looks just like the r35 i know it's called r35 but at 20 at the year 2024 you should not look like a 2009 not enough where if i take if i remove the front bumper 
and not even the headlights. I mean, the headlights are the same. That, that's what's crazy. If I just removed the front bumper, you wouldn't know what you're looking at. Now, you could look in the interior and be like, oh, that's the new one. And speaking of the interior, they did make some really dope Recaro bucket seats for the Nismo version of the 2024 GTR. I mean, those bucket seats are fire. And that's probably the one thing that people will say, okay, I'm going to try to buy those or put them in my current one now from 2011. And I'm going to look the part. I'm like, why, why would I pay the money for something that costs so much more when I can have something for far less that looks the same? I mean, I don't know what anybody else's opinion would be. Some people will look at it and say, you know, they do carbon fiber on the front, carbon fiber on the rear, carbon fiber here. I'm loving it. And so for them, I'm like, good, but let's, we got to be real. This is the same car. It's the same car. 2009, I already told you from 2009 to 2023, we are looking at the identical car that we have seen for years. And I just find it hilarious. Nissan has milked this dry. They have beat the horse. It is dead. It is over. It is time for some new and fresh ideas for the GTR. I really hope that they come up with something not like the the what was it? They did one called like the R50. It was some Italian design type one. Not nothing like that. I just think they need to go back to the drawing board and and think about what they want the GTR to be. If I have my own opinion on it, I don't necessarily want them to continue down the path they're going now where it's just as raging fast, trying to keep up with the exotic hypercars type car, even though I know they're trying to land on the idea of why they were got the moniker Godzilla because it was a car that was basically punching above its weight. It was dominating the field and racing. Nobody could touch it. It was called Godzilla for a reason. But I think that name now makes them create this car that's like, I don't want to say over the top, but it's it's aiming for the exotic car market, for the price of a super sports car. But I think that they should almost come down even further. Like, I don't think GTR should be $200,000. I'm not saying they're not halo cars. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have a premium price tag. I just think that when a Nismo GTR is $200,000, I'm like, I mean, if I'm if I'm in that price bracket, there are so many options that I would choose or think about outside of that, especially when you look like the old version. I'll just go get the old Nismo. Same thing. I can throw some mods on it. Same horsepower. It's the same engine. Engine's the same. Same horsepower numbers. Nothing changed. I might as well just go get the old one. Save some money. If I want to make it faster, throw some modifications at it, get it tuned. Now I got all the power I need, and I've saved tens of thousands of dollars. I think the next GTR should really kind of look at the history, like the R32s, the 3s, and the 34, and obviously the R35 when it first got introduced, and, and find the middle ground. I think it should lose some weight. I don't think it should be as big as of a car it is now. I think it should slim down considerably in weight, in in size. It's just a very it's just a big car. I don't think it needs to be that big. It could I don't really know what the size of it it could be. It doesn't have to be the size of a Nissan Z. I feel like it could be just a tad bit bigger, but right now, it's just it's a chunky boy. Okay. 
And so I don't think it needs to be that size. And I think it could, the engine, the motor, if they were to do hybrid, I think they shouldn't necessarily try to have the fastest. I think they should get into that GT3 Porsche mentality where it's, where it's like balance and handling are paramount with power. But I'm not chasing power numbers like a Porsche Turbo. I'm chasing balance and handling. And that's what GTRs were. The R34 and GTR and R33 weren't the fastest thing in the world. It was just a combination of the balance, the potential it had for the aftermarket, what you could do with it, what it could perform to do. That's what made them what they are now. That's what made a lot of the JDM Classic cars what they are now. They didn't come out the gate swinging with 500-horsepower motors. They had pretty modest numbers, but the potential was there. And I think if a new R34 could get to that idea of having the potential, having something that is lighter weight, smaller in size, maybe it's a brand new engine. Maybe it is hooked up to some hybrid platform, but maybe it's more of a higher RPM runner. With with the, Maybe that is force-induced with the turbocharger, but maybe let's think of brand new inline-six design, something that is very linear in power, something that has a lot of potential. You can have a hybrid system hooked up to it and say you even got very low-end torque and power because of the electric motor. I mean, there's a way, there's a, there's a winning combination here, and I think Nissan should explore that, especially if you consider how well some of the newest designed concept cars that tap into the past and combine the future have worked so well. There's a design there that looks like the R34-ish evolved with a combination of the R35 that would, I don't have it, I'm not a designer, right? I don't design. But I can think of it in my head. I can see where there are renders online where people are saying, if it looks like this, I mean, it's out the park, it's done. But I think the balance of it, the chassis, the engine, the motor, I think that matters the most. I think that's where if you drop the weight, they shave off a bunch of weight off this car. I don't know how much it weighs right now, but let's just say a few hundred pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, 1,000 pounds, I don't know. You shave that amount of weight off, you get a very well-balanced engine. You could throw a hybrid system in there and still get the balance. If you, I'm saying bring back the manual, but like that would be a dream. We'll just stick to the dual-clutch transmissions because I can't imagine they would they brought back the manual whatever new one they've had if it got to that like gt3 level of car kind of stripped back focused on the track street you know i say street racing but not street racing but like you know street sports car track monster that's a winner and that's something that i can foresee them doing very well with as it stands right now the R35 is dusty. I mean, it's cool. It performs. I'm not taking away from its driving dynamics and capabilities. But if we sit back, get the bird's eye view, look at this car, and see that it looks identical to basically the 2009 version. I mean, honestly, if you really, truly want this car, just save your money and go get the old ones. I mean, honestly. And, that's, and I'm talking about the old R35. If you really want to get to the history and the heritage, most people are going to go and buy the R32, 3, or 4. But if you want the newest one, if you want the one with the, you know, twin turbo V6, then 
go grab like a 2015 or something like save your money because yo they are they are stretching this design out to the bitterest of ends and that's pretty much it it was just my quick thoughts on that i'm gonna have another episode about tokyo auto salon because there's some fire stuff that they're releasing and i love it do as you wish do as you may this is carl quicks your host and i'm out